This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly is starting right now. Hi, this is Todd DeVoe with EM Weekly, and I'm here at the 33rd Annual Disaster Preparedness Academy, hosted by the Desert to the Sea chapter of the American Red Cross. EM Weekly, in the news. A deadly magnitude 7.1 earthquake struck nearby Mexico City last Tuesday, leaving over 300 dead and countless missing. The U.S. Geological Survey predicts up to 1,000 fatalities in total and an economic impact of $1 to $10 billion as a result of the earthquake. The earthquake occurred southwest of Pebla and southeast of Mexico City at a depth of 51 kilometers. Emergency crews from all over the world have been combing Mexico City in search of trapped survivors after buildings were demolished to rubble. The death toll is currently 315, which will likely grow as rescue workers evacuate more rubble. In addition, dozens of buildings have been demolished, pipelines broken, and roads left impassable. The magnitude 7.1 earthquake is currently the deadliest since 1985 and is the latest in a string of earthquakes to hit Mexico in recent months. A magnitude 8.1 earthquake struck southern Mexico earlier this month, the strongest earthquake to hit Mexico in over a century. Most of the capital of Mexico remains powerless as rescuer workers with dogs search for survivors in offices, hospitals, schools, apartment buildings, and etc. As if the earthquake wasn't enough to handle, the earthquake was soon followed by an eruption of a volcano located southeast of Mexico City. The volcano eruption caused a church to collapse during mass at the foot of the mountain, killing 15 worshippers. Mark Benton, Director of Communications for Education Outreach at Southern California Earthquake Center at USC, stated Mexico City geologically is situated on a former lake bed. This also means the city lies on top of a big bowl of unconsolidated segment that exaggerates the effects of an earthquake. The vibrations or seismic waves from the hard shocks below are amplified by the soil and sediments above, making the surface and structures built on them shake longer and more intensely. It's like being built on jelly on top of something that's wobbly. In the world news here, a volcano on the Indonesian tourist island of Bali occurred as well. More than 35,000 people have fled a menacing volcano on the Indonesian tourist island of Bali, fearing it will erupt for the first time in more than half a century as increased tremors rattle the region. The numbers Sunday from disaster officials are more than double previous estimates and are continuing to rise. They say it includes people who left voluntarily as well as those told to evacuate from the 9 to 12 kilometer, 6 to 8 mile zone around the volcano. Authorities raised the volcano's alert status to the highest level on Friday following tremendous increase in seismic activity. The last eruption in 1963 killed 1,100 people. A senior cabinet member said Sunday that the districts surrounding the volcano must be prepared for the worst. The National Disaster Mitigation Agency has praised and welcomed response by local communities on Bali to the flood of evacuees. Thousands are living in temporary shelters, sports centers, village halls, and war, and war with relatives and friends. Some returned to the danger zone but stayed only to tend for livestock. The National Disaster Mitigation Agency spokesman said 14 tons of aid 
has been sent, including tents, blankets, mattresses, and portable communications equipment. Officials said there are no current danger to the people in the parts, other parts of Bali, a popular tourist island famous for surfing, beaches, and the Hindu culture. Communications to Puerto Rican island has been sparse lately due to Hurricane Maria. However, one ham operator has been delivering messages from the battered Puerto Rican island to family members in New York. So thanks to ham operator, some of Puerto Rico's Hurricane Maria survivors have been able to let worried family and friends in the United States know that they made it through it. Bob Myers, 74, one of the Long Islanders that are communicating with Puerto Rico, which was flattened Wednesday by the worst storms in a century, is using century-old technology. Puerto Rican hand operators rely relay brief messages and telephone numbers of people in the United States to their counterparts. It's a wonderful feeling when you make that call. You can almost see the smiles on their faces, Meyer said, the vice president of the South Bay Amateur Radio Club. We're going to have more on the Puerto Rican issue in later episodes. Emergencies happen. Whether they're related to medical emergencies, threats of physical violence, weather-related, or other. One of the most difficult things during an emergency is to find help and quickly and efficiently communicate with all parties, regardless of whether you're an administrator, law enforcement, or the end user. With Titan HST, we help distort time by creating high-tech yet simple-to-use mobile-based applications that connect you with the people who can help you. At Titan HST, we believe in the power of people. 314, there is at least one person that's been shot. Somebody is still shooting inside. Are you ready for the unthinkable? Call our friends at High Speed TAC Med. They provide custom emergency planning and training that saves lives. With years of experience in law enforcement, search and rescue, responding to, and managing large-scale incidents. HSTM will evaluate and prepare written plans, training sessions, drills, and debriefs leaving you with the necessary tools and experience that can save lives. Call HSTM today to discuss your specific needs, and the staff at High Speed TAC Med will help ensure that you're ready and are in complete compliance. Call High Speed TAC Med today at 805-419-0024. Again, that's 805-419-0024. The friendly staff at HSTM is standing by. Bringing out bodies now. Get someone to the back as soon as you can. Rescue personnel. I got at least three to seven hits. Hi, this is Todd DeVoe with Ian Weekly, and I'm here at the 33rd Annual Disaster Preparedness Academy, hosted by the Desert to the Sea chapter of the American Red Cross, formerly known as the Orange County chapter. Just take a moment here to listen to the sounds of the people that are here attending the academy and what they have to say about it. Hi, my name is Amy Esty. I'm the Regional Preparedness Manager for the American Red Cross serving Orange Riverside, San Bernardino Counties. We're here at the annual Disaster Preparedness Academy at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's an annual event that we hold in the fall, each fall, and it is just a wonderful preparedness event where we um, have a day of preparedness, mitigations, and response strategies for the workplace. So there's over, what, 24 different workshops, three general session speakers, 
members, 50 exhibitors, just all kinds of resources, tools, um, incredibly knowledgeable um, presenters and, and information to give to workplaces, to individuals, to teachers, to government, where we all get to share in our solution and in our abilities to be able to come together and provide solutions when there are unplanned interruptions or disasters in our communities. So it's a great place. So check us out, redcross.org backslash DPA. Hi, I'm David Ono with ABC7 Eyewitness News, uh, Channel 7 here in Southern California. And I had the opportunity to speak here uh, in Anaheim to the Red Cross about three or four years ago about my experience within the disaster zone. And so this is kind of an extension of that uh, that uh, conversation uh, where I'm bringing in the newer disasters that we have uh, covered uh, and this has been the summer of disaster, which is rather incredible with the storms and now the earthquakes that we're dealing with. But most importantly, I take some of these disasters, both recent and historic, and we examine them. We talk about the good things, the bad things, uh, and the lessons that we could take away from those disasters. Uh, for instance, you know, Katrina was a catastrophe in so many ways. We did, as a government, many things wrong with Katrina, but we've really improved uh, how we handle these mass disasters because of what happened at Katrina. I also take you into Japan, and we talk about their 9.0 earthquake, their tsunami, and the mistakes that the Japanese government made, uh, both before and after, that kind of magnified the problems, but also the wonderful parts of how Japan handled that disaster, which truly probably is the biggest disaster in in human history, yet 18,000 people were killed. And that sounds horrible, but you compare that to Haiti, which was only a 7.0 earthquake, and 300,000 people were killed. So we examine those things and take away some really valuable lessons as we go into the future. Even recently when we saw Hurricane Irma, uh, one of the most powerful hurricanes we've ever seen, and we had over six million people heed the warning from the government to evacuate the area of Miami and Southern Florida. That's unprecedented because in the old days, nobody would leave. And so that's that many more people that are out of harm's way that rescuers don't have to worry about. And that's vitally important because you're never going to get a whole community to uh, evacuate. But it's good to get as many people out as possible so you concentrate on the, the few that are that are left there. Uh, so I, I think these lessons are great to know. It's this knowledge is is very important going forward because with every disaster we learn a new thing about Mother Nature, a new thing about how people handled it. We try to keep the good and get rid of the bad and improve on it. I think the media, outside of the the um, the actual people working the disaster, I think the media is the most important role along with the local government because we're the ones who get the message out there and we also can tell the story of why this is important and you have to convince people that this is dire that this is powerful that this is unprecedented for them to pay attention if we just said oh another storm's blowing in we recommend that you get out of the way i mean that doesn't tell it dynamically enough to convince anybody to do anything so when it comes to delivering a mass message the media is the most important um part and role in that. And so the better we do and taking that role on, the safer the community is. Um, one interesting thing that I am pointing out, I, I give a little history lesson uh, today, and I go back to 1961 and I show a very young Dan Rather, who was ended up being the CBS Evening News number one anchor for many years, and uh, he was a very famous journalist. But he became famous as a, just a little cub reporter in the Houston area, the same area that got hit with Harvey this year. In 1961, he is the first 
person to actually broadcast from the National Weather Service, which it seems like a no-brainer today, but nobody ever did it before. Really? So then he's also the first person who took a radar screen, and back then they would just show the big storm, but not in relation to the landmass. And he superimposed the landmass over the Texas coast to show how big the storm was and how close it was and how it, where it was going to hit. And that's what convinced hundreds of thousands of people to evacuate. And at the time, it became the biggest mass evacuation in the U.S. history because Dan Rather got this bright idea to show the storm, but in relation to the Texas coast. Wow. You know, so the media does play, from then on, the media has always played a vital role in reporting on disasters and impending disasters. That's one of the things I always say to people in the emergency management field is that we need to have a good relationship with our media partners because they really are a disaster partner just like any other organization. Relationships are so important because if we trust each other and we get along with each other, then we could uh, better plan for the future as well. You know, if I know what your goal is and you know what my goal is, we find plans and ways to work together and make that goal bigger and better. And we both can reach our goals by working together. So yeah, that's, that's super important. I'm Mark Benthian with the Southern California Earthquake Center. Also lead the great shakeout earthquake drills worldwide. You know, when we see earthquakes around the world, like in Mexico, everybody thinks, you know, what should I do during an earthquake? How do I get more prepared? You know, how do you participate in shakeout each year coming up in October, of course? What to do, drop, cover, hold on, et cetera. Practice that is so important. So one of the things that, that we've seen is, is needed is people to really understand what goes on during an earthquake and the role that people can play in helping each other. So we've been working on creating a film called Quake Heroes that tells the stories of people that experienced the Northridge earthquake that helped their neighbors, first responders, scientists, and others who, who went into action to make a difference for, the, for their neighbors, for the community, for their region. And we've been working on this for a couple years now. We uh, here at the Disaster Preparedness Academy, we had a screening for feedback from the from the community. It's still in the works. It's going to be coming out in spring and summer of 2018. Cool. And it really is designed for shakeout. Um, you know, leading up to shakeout, where schools there will be a, a, a toolkit for for high schools and middle school students to with lesson plans for to learn about earthquakes, to learn about preparedness, to uh, maybe even join teen cert programs. That's awesome. And so this video, when it comes out and it goes live, um, if you are not in California, say you're in uh, Alaska, would sure. it still be good for yeah, that? Yeah, it's going to be a national focus. So it's while it's talking about the 1994 Northridge earthquake in the Los Angeles area, we really intend it to be, that's just an example of what happens during earthquakes and really disasters in general. So, you know, the idea that you might be the help until help arrives, that are is your neighbor's first responder, and the type of training that would make a difference, the things you need to do to get prepared, uh, really apply to any disaster. My name is Tony Hager, and I do safety and risk management for Charter School District. Uh, as far as the um, Disaster Preparedness Academy goes, uh, the information has been very, um, very in-depth. The video that we just watched, uh, Quake Heroes, uh, that was very r relevant with um, 
stuff that has happened, stuff that, that could happen, it's going to happen in the future. Um, I believe that information provided for preparing is is great, and uh, I really look forward for this video to come out um, in order to help show other employees and other people in the school districts the information that's out there and, and being pre better prepared whenever this uh, disaster does happen. Hi, my name is Sean Ward. I'm the Senior Disaster Program Manager for the Red Cross in the Desert to the Sea region, which is Orange County, Riverside, and San Bernardino County. We're here today at the 33rd Annual Disaster Preparedness Academy. Uh, it's a chance for the community and businesses and governments to get together, uh, learn about preparedness in all different forms. Uh, we have exhibitors here from many different companies, and uh, it's a great chance for us all to get together, to network, and to learn about uh, preparedness. Uh, today, I think we have over 600 at the event. Uh, it's a good number for us. It's about average for this. Uh, we, we average about 600 or so a year. Um, it has been interesting to see the uptick in people signing up in the last two weeks uh, because of the events that are going on. We were a little worried because this academy is a lot of professionals in emergency management, that a lot of them would be deployed to Texas, oh, Florida, right, right. Virgin Islands. Uh, but we have seen a, a surge in, in attendance in the last couple of weeks of people that are watching the news and saying, hey, you know, I think I need to do something to be more prepared. My name is Kelly Lewis. I'm with the California Earthquake Authority. We are here at the preparedness event today in regards to the 100th anniversary, which is super cool for the Red Cross. We are talking to people about earthquake insurance, how they are able to obtain a policy. Obviously, we live in earthquake country, and now that we are, of course, in Southern California today, uh, there's been a lot of talk about um, earthquakes happening here and then in Mexico City. Uh, so letting people know how they can obtain a policy through their insurance um, agent, because it's not a se separate policy from what you have for your homeowner's insurance. We're also talking to people about the Great Shakeout, which is coming up um, in a couple weeks. So are people ready? Do they know how to properly drop cover and hold on? And also going over um, stuff about checklists, preparedness stuff. We also have our California Has Faults website up, um, which shows people the different fault lines and they can put in their zip code or where we are at this exact location right now to geo-target that to see what earthquakes have been happening and what the movement's been doing and just to kind of bring that preparedness, uh, you know, to people and showing them that. Um, we have been coming to this event now for the last two or three years and we absolutely love it. We appreciate what everyone does and we love the feedback that people get and the conversations we can have with people um, as you know we are in Southern California talking about earthquakes with everyone. Good afternoon, my name is Jeff Morin, Director of External Affairs with AT&T, and we're proud supporters to, of this event for the Red Cross, Disaster Preparedness Academy this year in 2017. And we're not only a sponsor, but have the ability to come in this year and present on our network disaster recovery program and team and uh, support the Red Cross in these efforts. Hi, my name is Justin Mammon. I am the Security and Emergency Manager for the Orange County Superior Court. Uh, today I'm here at the Disaster Preparedness Academy just to network with other emergency managers, learn new tips and tools of the trade as we prepare our courthouses and make them more resilient. Always a great program, been coming here for several years now. Food's always great, different speakers. Uh, yeah, it's a good program. Hi, my name is Ernie Calderon. I'm Disaster Program Manager for the Riverside Chapter of the American Red Cross. 
and I'm here today assisting with our DPA um, event. What it means is bringing the community together, showing an awareness of what the Red Cross is all about, and bringing our partners and the communities together uh, in case we have a major disaster in this outlying areas of Southern California, nationwide. Dan Park, I'm with Rex EMS. We've come five years. Um, we understand that uh, they need to have an education on ways to get people to safety quickly in the event of a disaster. Um, our product, the Rex, is that's what it was made for. What it does is it allows you to a single responder to get an injured person to safety quicker. It replaces a stretcher where there's two or four people needed. It allows you to get in and out of nooks and crannies and with all the disasters that are going on today, they need awareness and the product's new and it, it, if you look back, back to World War One, since the stretcher was first used, that's still what's being used now to get people and when you have four to six people, um, back injuries happen, it's hard to get it and our product allows you to get one person moving people twice as fast with half as many people. So my name is Eileen. I'm right now the exhibitor for the American Red Cross Orange County chapter. So right now what we have in this walking museum essentially is just billboards um, of different pictures and exhibits of what the history of Red Cross. So we have the Anaheim House, which is where Red Cross first, the Red Cross Orange County chapter first uh, started in. We just had several uniforms where Red Cross fed, uh, Red Cross workers and volunteers would wear. So what they wear during World War One, World War Two, and how they would help. Uh, other civilians essentially and then in this booth we have billboard that's dedicated to Claire Barton who as you know is the founder of Red Cross so we just have her image and then we have um, just background history in her we have a first aid textbook so this is a textbook that I cannot even access but I'm pretty sure it has some pretty neat information in there yeah <laughs> that's cool and I saw the magazine over here is that a real is that a real magazine from 1970 that is um, I'm not that is a real magazine so yeah, it's a Red Cross magazine. I don't know what's in it since uh, my supervisor told me not to touch it. Right, right. <laughs> right. But yeah, it is a real Red Cross magazine. And, and just to describe the magazine, it says Red Cross the magazine. It's a photograph or a drawing, I should say, of a nurse. And she has she's holding the hands of a sailor and a soldier from World War One uh, era, and it's a really impressive stuff here. Well, thank you so much for your time. You know, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Sean. I enjoyed interviewing with you. Everybody, thank you so much for taking time to listen to this special podcast for the American Red Cross Disaster Preparedness Academy, hosted by the Desert to the Sea chapter and when you have a chance can you please go to the itunes and tell us how much you like us and share this share this with your friends and family and everybody else will be interested in disaster preparedness and emergency management thank you very much and we'll see you at the next one Hi, this is Todd DeVoe from EM Weekly. 
If your company is in the emergency management and response space, EM Weekly is a place for you to advertise. Each week, we bring in experts in emergency management, response, and leadership from around the world, and they're here to share their best practices. Our listeners are eager to learn about new products and ideas, so this is the space for you. For more information, please contact Brian at brian at emweekly.com.